I said, we're now into week four. You know, the last week of September, and for a lot of places, the last week of summer, because after about Thursday or Friday, the temperatures will take a big nosedive. You know, when they play the Jets next week, it might be only in the 60s, so fall will be here. Fall will be here, but obviously it's not here yet, because... You know, it was it's still you know on Wednesday here here when we talk on Wednesday it's going to be about ninety four degrees. It's going to be hot. It's going to be the highest October day in about seventy years, <laughs> maybe in eighty years. Yeah, it's going to be the highest October day ever on Wednesday. So yeah, like I said, yeah, it's hot it, down here too, man. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how hot it's going to be on Wednesday down there. If it's going to be fucking ninety four up here, for God's sakes, good lord. But I ain't gonna worry about the weather, you know. But let's get to these. Let's get to these matchups here. Like I said, the Jets and the 49ers are off this week, and our unanimous picks. Well, of course, we have to start with Miami losing again, playing the Chargers at home. Obviously, Melvin Gordon has not not pulled a Le'Veon Bell and is not going to sit out the whole season. He is back. He will be in the lineup today. So, for whatever that is, we'll see what role that he plays. You know? Yeah. And then, like I said, we would never thought that an Andrew Luckless Indianapolis Colts would be a, 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 a full favorite, but they are today. Indianapolis over the Raiders. Raiders just don't. Yeah, well, man, I'm actually picking the Raiders in that game. Well, I'm picking the Colts, so that's an overrule. That's an overrule. <laughs> All right, now we're going to start. We're going to start. Those are our two unanimous picks. Even though you have the Raiders over the Colts, I don't believe that. But let's go. Let's start with the Monday night matchup. Normally, we don't start with the Monday night matchup, but we will here because it's a battle of zero and three teams. Three, two teams that aren't going really anywhere. They're playing hard, but they're not. But they're not going anywhere. Obviously, no more Big Ben. You know, no Big Ben Roethlisberger for the rest of the year. So, obviously, Steelers hosting the Bengals. A lot of division battles. So, obviously, the AFC North are playing one another this weekend. So, we start this matchup. So, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we may as well start with this one because it's a garbage game. Um, Yeah, like you said, they're both 0-3. Both teams are bad. Um, Um... you know, the Steelers—they have—they have a better defense, and um, I think Mason Rudolph has a good game. And yeah, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this one, so um, I'm just—I'm I'm going with the Steelers here. The final score of 27-20. Yeah, I'm not going to make much of it. You know, unfortunately, the Monday night games are are kind of lousy. You know. They're not they're not must see TV anymore. We obviously knew that since 2006 when Al Michaels moved to NBC with the Sunday Night Package. But obviously, you know Cincinnati's not really going anywhere. They're playing hard, but they're not they're just not good enough. You know, they still don't have AJ Green in the lineup. That's not helping any other receivers. John Ross is sadly. You know, your your boy John Ross isn't doing what he should be doing. He's a disappointment. He's been hurt. And obviously for the Steelers, we already know what's with them. 
But they will get their first win of the season. They're at home. It's an easier matchup for them. Not many, They're not going to get many of them this year, obviously, without number seven in the backfield. So I'm going with the Steelers here and the final score, 23-20. to 20. All right, we're going to go to the West Coast here. Obviously, Kyler Murray, he's, he's, been, he's been impressive. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in this league one of these days. But he has a tough, his, his first ever division matchup today, first ever divisional matchup today, hosting a, t- a, a team, you know, that knows how to beat them and obviously beats them very well, especially in this era, the Russell Wilson era. Cardinals hosting Seattle today. Well, like you said, he's, um, Kyler Murray's been pretty decent decent so far this year. Um, but that, this team isn't ready to play um, against a, a good defense, a good team. I think uh, I think Seattle's going to be all over him all game. And um, Russell Wilson's going to have a big game himself. So this, I think this is going to be a blowout here. Seahawks win easy final score of... Um, 37-22. Well, Seattle kind of were surprised last week without Drew Brees. A Drew Breesless Saints came in there and beat them up, basically. Don't look at that last score. It was more of a blowout than anything else. And obviously they're coming for revenge today. Obviously they don't want to look ahead to their matchup against the Rams on Thursday night. That's a big matchup. That's going to tell us a lot about Seattle and if they're even a playoff team or not. Obviously, Arizona, like I said, Kyler Murray has played well, but he hasn't been the top rookie discussion. I think that kind of makes him upset. Kind of makes him upset. But this is the NFL. You know, you don't have any experience. Your head coach came in here with no experience. Even though you've played some decent games, I mean, you played very well in Baltimore a few weeks ago. Obviously, Seattle's a team that you're not on their level yet. And I don't think you will be today. I think Seattle's going to have their way. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be as close as it looks. I have Seattle winning as well in the final score, 34-20. to All right, we're going to go to uh, another late game. Obviously, you know, it's not on paper a very, very good-looking game. But obviously Denver... Denver Broncos has the longest losing streak in the NFL at the moment. They've lost their last seven. And they have to play Gardner Minishew, everybody's most popular rookie, you know, at Jacksonville, another defensive slugfest in the mile high. So go ahead. Yeah, um, when, when Foles went down, we pretty much thought Jacksonville was done, which they pretty much are, but... Minshew's come in and he's been—he's actually played well so far. Um, he leads—he leads all rookies with five touchdown passes. He's um, completing seven, almost seventy-four percent of his passes, uh, one hundred ten quarterback rating. So he's, he's been—he's been able to come in and and play well. Denver, on the other hand, you know they—they're supposed to be a team with a great defense, especially now that they have. Vic Pangio is their head coach, but as of right now, Denver has zero sacks on the year in three games. So um, that's definitely not what they 
they were expecting to have coming into this year. You know, they were expecting to really have at least a top 10 defense, if not better. But this one, um, I think that defense finally comes alive and they get after Minshew. Um, They're going to force them to make some, to throw some, they're going to force them into some turnovers. And on offense, I think Denver's going to have a tough time also going up against Jacksonville. Like you said, it'll probably be a defensive game. But in the end, I think Flacco does enough. Um, I think he hits Cortland Sutton for a couple big plays, and Denver pulls this one out. So I'm going to go Broncos win with a final score of 17-13. Well, like I said, it is surprising that Denver has the longest losing streak in the league right now. I mean, they are playing. T- they are playing hard. But obviously, it's just not clicking at the moment. You know, Vic Fangio, you know, he's a defensive guy. And obviously, you know, the defense is not their problem. It's their offense that's been their problem in the Giants since Peyton Manning retired. Unfortunately, their offense is affecting their defense as well. And, you know, it's 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 going to be a struggle. And, and like I said, it depends if, you know, Drew Locke is currently on the eight-week IR. So, if Joe Flacco doesn't have, if he's not getting it done by the time he's allowed back, Drew Locke is eligible to return, then obviously they're going to go to Drew Locke later in the season. As much as I hate to admit that as a Ravens fan and a respect for, for Flacco. But, so it's, it's been a struggle for them. Obviously for Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew has done a great job. For what, for what it is, nobody knew who the hell he was before week one. Most people around the league didn't know who he was. You and I didn't know who he was. But obviously he's very he's very popular. He looks like Uncle Rico. He plays like he plays like a savage. And, you know, Jacksonville, like I said, Jalen Ramsey is a very interesting, you know, situation. He doesn't want to be on this team no more. He wants out. But Jacksonville has rescinded their trade talks with him. Compared to a week ago, they still think they're good enough to to contend with with him still out there. But we'll see. Like I said, if Jacksonville doesn't get going either, these are two teams that need to get going to make predictions come trade deadline. But obviously, today's going to be a slugfest. These are two very good defenses. Yeah, Denver's struggling, but they're good. They're good at home. They're at home. You know, it's going to be a cool day. I think that Flacco will will get this offense going, and I agree with you. I think Denver finally gets off the snide here today. They win at the final score, nineteen to sixteen. All right, two struggling teams here coming up here in the next matchup. Like I said, Tennessee had that great start against the the Browns, but it has been pretty much. Not smooth sailing ever since. Atlanta got lucky against the Eagles, but they've done not damn thing else since then. So, two teams struggling. Go ahead. All right. So, um, so yeah. Um, like you said, Atlanta. They 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 can't. They beat the Eagles. Other than that, they look pretty terrible this year. Um, Matt Ryan, he is—he's—he's um, 
he's got six interceptions in three games. It's led to the Falcons having a minus four turnover differential. So if you want to look at where to start with where this team is, is failing, it's um, it's uh, turnovers and especially Matt Ryan's turnovers. Um, Tennessee, they've, their offensive line has been terrible so far this year. They've allowed the most sacks in the NFL with 17, but they're getting a little bit of relief to the, today as um, Taylor Lewan is coming back from suspension. Um, so that may help them a little bit there. Um, they're going to have to uh, get that running game going with Derrick Henry because Mariota really hasn't been very good this year. And um, I think they're going to have to, they're going to want to control the clock and try to keep the Falcons' offense off the field because the Falcons' offense does have a lot of talent and is capable of piling up the points. Um, and uh, Tennessee's defense, they've allowed um, six touchdowns and seven red zone opportunities for the opposing team this year. So the defense has been letting them down in the red zone which, again, is why Tennessee's going to want to run the ball and keep Atlanta off the field. Um, I think they'll have some success there. Tennessee will, but in the end, I think um, I think Matt Ryan does have a big game here. I think he, um, he throws at least three touchdowns, and I think Atlanta takes this one. So I got Atlanta winning the final score of – 28-23. Like I said, these two teams are 1-3. and three. Or 1-2. and two. Actually, 1-2. and two. This is week 4. My bad. They have... One has a great win. One has a lucky win. And, you know, they're just... They're spinning their wheels right now. I mean, Atlanta has not played well on the road, but today they're at home. Obviously, Tennessee, they did not play well in Jacksonville last Thursday. And, you know, defensively they're not doing what they're supposed to do, you know. And, you know, and obviously the offensive line's not doing what they're supposed to do. You got guys like Taylor Lewand and all of them, and they've given up the most sacks so far this season, even more than, ten, than the Houston does. So, like I said, today's going to be another one of those tricky games. I mean, Atlanta's going to try to put some points up on the board. I think they will. But I think Tennessee will do well too. For some reason, I think that they will, they will give Mariota a lot more confidence. He's got a lot of good receivers, so I think that he'll go up and down. This is going to be a sixty-minute game here, but I feel like for Atlanta, they're even though offensively they're right, they're missing something. I think there's something there's something ain't right here. You know, there's something ain't right with Atlanta and Tennessee. You know. I feel like they can do some things and they can get to, to, to uh, Matt Ryan. He has six interceptions. He had seven all of a year ago. So he's on pace to, to, to he's on pace for 24 interceptions at the rate he's going. And that's not good. So for some reason, I think Tennessee steals it at the end. I think it's a tight game, but I think Tennessee steals it at the end. And I'm going with the Titans in the final score, 27-24. All right, we're going to go to uh, Houston next. Obviously, Carolina without Cam Newton, and 
they could be without Cam Newton for a while. He has a list Frank injury, and he just admitted to a team he lied about his injury, which is even worse. He had he had he he hurt himself during the he he hurt himself during preseason, and he hasn't been healthy ever since. He hasn't been healthy over the last maybe in the last ten completed weeks of of NFL football over the last you know a long time, and unfortunately, it's. You know, even though Kyle Allen did a very good job for for Carolina in Arizona last week, tougher defense, tougher environment in Houston today against Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, and the crew. So go ahead. Yeah, well, like you said, Cam's out probably for a while. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing for Carolina because um, Cam has lost his last eight games that he started. And meanwhile, um, Kyle Allen has won the last two that he started, including last week. So, you know, he, last week he, he came out more than confident. Um, the Panthers themselves had the best, their, you know, more success on offense than he did in those first two games. So they, they might be better off right now with Allen starting a quarterback. Um, this game, they're gonna. You're gonna see a lot of Christian McCaffrey again. You hope he'll probably have a good performance, but I don't think he's gonna have a great performance. He's going up against a pretty tough defense there in Houston, and um, for them, for Carolina to have a shot in this game, he's gonna have to get 120 total yards or more. And I don't know that he's quite gonna get that much. I think he's probably gonna be closer to about 100. Um, and uh, I think Houston's going to have some success on offense. And in the end, I just don't think um, Kyle Allen is going to be ready to. Um, that he's down. That he's going to be ready to take on a guy like Deshaun Watson, especially if the game close in the fourth quarter. So in the end, I think Houston takes this one with a final score of thirty-one to twenty. Well, like I said, I mean, Kyle Allen has done a very good job for Houston as the backup. I mean, damn, he could be the starter before the end of this season at the rate he's going. If he has a game like he had last week. And Christian McCaffrey obviously leads. He's third in the league. He's second in the league in scrimmage yards. Obviously, he could be the, the scrimmage yards leader again if he keeps this up. He was second in the league last year to Saquon. So, looking at this game today... Obviously, Houston is is doing their best. I think right now, if I look at the division, I think they're the best team. You would you would not disagree with me, most likely, even though I think Indianapolis is going to give Houston their toughest challenge, just like a year ago. I mean, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, it's an explosive. You know, Carolina's not an explosive offense. They don't have elite receivers, but obviously, guys like Curtis Samuel and those guys could do very well. But, but this is going to be a this is going to be a game where if Kyle Allen can't avoid J.J. Watt, they don't have a chance. And I think Deshaun Watson's going to do very well. You know, Luke Kuechly is a great you know defender, but he can run, and I think that's the difference. He can run, and Kyle Allen cannot. And I think Houston takes care of Carolina here and moves to three and one, and they win this game. And the foul score, 
27 to 18. All right. We're going to go to another late game. Maybe the bet, even though there's a lot of three and O teams that need to be look have to look. I mean, we lost. I mean, Green Bay lost last on Thursday, so there's going to be a lot of. By the end of the day, half of the unbeaten could be gone from the unbeaten ranks. One team that won't be most likely, and still at the top of the conference is the Los Angeles Rams, and they have kind of a now I would say an easy game, but you know Tampa Bay is a frustrating. A, fe- a feisty team, and Bruce Arians is, knows knows the West very well, so this should be an interesting matchup, but still interesting matchup here the later afternoon, Rams and Bucks. Yeah, this one, um, I, I don't see it happening for the Bucks, man. Um, their defense got smoked last week by um, Daniel Jones. Now they're going up against the Rams. They're going to have some trouble in that you know, on defensively and offensively. Um, they're capable of putting up points on teams. They obviously did last week against the bad Giants team, but the Rams have are have a pretty have a, a nice defense as well, and I think they're going to be um, you know they're going to be able to get after Winston, cause him to make some throw some turn throw some interceptions. Turn the ball over. Uh, the Bucks are going to have a tough time running the ball. So overall, I think the I think Tampa is going to have a tough time moving the ball in general. So with that in mind, I think the Rams are going to run away with this one. Um, so I'm going with the Rams. Final score of 37-16. Well, like I said, I mean. Should be an interesting deal here. I mean, Bruce Arians knows obviously knows the NFC West very well from his time in Arizona, and at that time, the Rams were still pretty bad. He Sean McVay joined the Rams in 2017. His last year, Arians was in Arizona, and obviously, that was where the 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 portrayal shift of the division went. You know, it went to the Rams, where it's just, where it remains at the moment. And obviously, today, it should be interesting. I mean, Arians will make this game a little... He will be aggressive in his play calling. We know that. You know that. Obviously, the Rams are the best team in the conference. I don't care what anybody else says. You can Cowboy fans, all these other punks, they can say what they want about their team. The Rams are the defending NFC champs. They look like they're rolling, they're rolling again. This should be an interesting matchup. And... You know, I think the Bucks can hang around for a while. But I agree with you. The Rams are much better. They're at home. They should gang up on Jameis Winston and force him into, into turnovers later in the game. And I have the Rams winning as well. And the final score, 37-24. to Okay, we're going to the NFC East. And... The Daniel Jones debut was was everything and anything Giants fans want, wanted last week. They were very very excited. Unfortunately, they lost. They paid a price for that loss. They lost Saquon Barkley. They're on the other weapon on this offense. Now today they get Golden Tate. Actually, no, Golden Tate still has the service suspension. My bad. Today, 
first home start for for D. Jones against Washington, who by the end of this game, and there are rumors going around, I heard rumors that if they don't win today, if Washington doesn't win today, Jay Gruden will be the first to be shown the door as a head coach. He may be the first to be shown the door, be fired today. But obviously, they have Dwayne Haskins. He has practice, and they're very happy with him, but still in case Keaton gets the, gets the reign. So, go ahead with this matchup, even though I know you don't like it, but go ahead. We have to predict this. Yeah, yeah, I heard the same thing. I saw the same reports that Gruden might get fired. Um, if they lose this week, I don't think he will. I think that's... Uh, I don't think they're going to fire him one month into the year, even if they lose. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, this would, if, the, if Washington did lose, it would be their first... Their, their, the last, they, they'd start at 1-4, which it was the last time they did that was in 2001. So, um, you know, they haven't been a successful team over the years, but this year they're, they're really bad. Um, Case Keenum, though, he has thrown for 933 yards and seven touchdowns in three games. So they have had some success through the air. And on the other side, the Giants have been have been horrible and as on pass defense. They are actually the worst in the NFL right now. So Washington should be able to come out firing and move the ball for some points. Um, on the other on the other side of the ball, the, the Giants, like you said, Saquon Barkley's out. Wayne Gallman is in. Um, obviously, that's a major downgrade. Grade, but. Gallman isn't isn't a bad player either. He's a he's a he's a decent running back. He's not a superstar or anything, but the guy can find the hole, pick up four five yards, and uh, and he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. So he, he's capable. But the 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 um, key to this game for the Giants is going to be Daniel Jones. He came out last week, played a great game. He's, he was. He was he was almost perfect in the preseason throwing the ball. So he's really been um, he's really been impressive since he came to New York, and he's going to have to have a good game here because, like I said, I think Washington's going to put up a lot of points, and I think he's going to come through. I think um, I think uh, he's going to have a big game as well, and I think. Uh, Red, the Redskins are going to drop to 0 and 4, and the Giants are going to move up to 2 and 2. So I'm going with the Giants here. Find a big game from Daniel Jones. The final score of 34-33. Damn, you got this as a shootout, a high-scoring shootout. Yeah. Oh uh, boy, let me see how I'm going to say about this. Uh, like I said, I mean, last subplots in this game. Obviously, Dan Jones had a great start last week, came back from an 18-point deficit without Saquon in, in that. First home start, obviously Washington, they're struggling, even though Case Keenum has put up decent numbers. A lot of that was against the Eagles <laughs> and and against Dallas in the first half of that matchup. He got He just got his ass handed to him in a silver platter by the Bears' defense on Monday night. But obviously, this is going to be an interesting matchup. 
neither team is going anywhere. I mean, Dan Jones could have a very good game. This is not a hard defense. Washington's defense is pretty putrid. So I think that he could have a he could have a solid game here. And, you know, Washington, if they're not going to go to Dwayne Haskins, and I don't think they will, not now, you know. But obviously, if Jay Gruden, if this is his last game, as rumors are saying, then obviously he's going to have to throw everything at the Giants today. But I think that Dan Daniel Jones is the better quarterback in this matchup. He's more aggressive. He looks like he he, he looks like all, all from what we saw last week a future franchise quarterback. And I think he'll have a very good game today. I think I think the Giants do what they have to do, and they beat Washington. And the final score, twenty seven twenty. I think we see a lot of Evan Ingram in this game. Because he's he's the only receiver I Sterling Shepard's playing and, and 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 Ingram, you know. I think those two will have big games today for for the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Alright. We have three games before we get to the Sunday night matchup. We'll get through them as quickly as we can here. We'll go to the late matchup, the big late matchup at, at 4 o'clock, 425. An NFC North matchup with Green Bay losing. Now, neither team, whoever wins, will not take over the full lead of the division because Green Bay beat both of these teams. So, obviously, from a momentum standpoint, this is a big, big matchup. For Kirk Cousins, he still hasn't, he's only beaten one team with a winning record since becoming the Vikings quarterback last year can he do it today against Mitch Trubisky two two quarterbacks we can't stand going at but two very decent defenses also raining out there in Chicago today so the weather may play a role alright yeah um, yeah like you said Cousins has not had, had pretty much had no success against quality teams last year um, the, the Bears they're not, they're not as good as they were last year, but they are a tough team with a really good defense. I think he's going to have some trouble last year in his two meetings. Um, again, with the Bears, he had two of his three lowest passer ratings of the season. Um, I think it's going to continue. I think he's going to have a bad game this week. Um, now, the difference between last year and this year for the Vikings is the running game. Minnesota has changed their offense to a run-first offense, so they're not really relying on Kirk Cousins to have great games. Their key, the key to this team's offense is Dalvin Cook, um, and with that, Minnesota is only averaging 21 passing attempts per game. Now, Chicago, this is this game is in Chicago, which is a tough place to play, and. Minnesota has not had much success playing in Chicago um, since 2000. The Bears are 15 and three at home versus the Vikings. So, yeah, Minnesota has not been been able to go into Chicago and, and take them down very much. And I think that's going to continue this week. I think um, Dalvin Cook gets shut down. I think Kirk Cousins turns the ball over a couple times. The Bears' offense, I don't think, is going to 
do a whole lot either against a tough Vikings defense. But I think they'll do enough to pull out a win. And I think it's going to be a lower scoring, a low scoring game. But in the end, the Bears get this one. And I'm going to go with a final score of 18 to 10 Bears. Like I said, the weather may play a factor. Like I said, these are two teams that they want to get off to better starts than they are. And, you know, it should be an interesting matchup. Like I said, Kirk Cousins hasn't beaten, has only one, since he became the Vikings quarterback last year, has only beaten one team with a winning record. And he, he, he got his ass handed to him by the Bears in both matchups a year ago. He just did not look good at all against the Bears. The latter cost him, the, cost him a chance at the postseason. Obviously, these two teams will meet at the end of the regular season. And, this game, and the Vikings will remember what they have to do if they don't be successful today. So today, like I said, you're absolutely right. Vikings have not done well in this in Soldier Field over the last twenty years. Only they only have like you already said what you had to say there. But like I said, Mitch Trubisky hasn't played great either. I mean, he played okay last week, but the Bears' defense was really good. I think the Bears' defense this year is even better. In theory, is a little better than last year's Bears' defense. They're they have given up the the fewest points of any NFC team so far this season. They've given up the fewest points of any NFC team. They only give up about an average of about 11 points per game, which is the best in the NFC so far. And I don't like, like I say, they go to a run with Dalvin Cook. I don't like the Vikings' chances today either. I think the Bears do what they have to do. I think the Vikings are just spinning their wheels. They're going to do what they have to They're going to try to make this a game, but I think the Bears hold on. I have them winning as well, and the final score, twenty-four to sixteen. All right, now we get to we get to Mahomes and Brady as they continue to set themselves up for a late season battle. Well, we're going to start off with the early game in Detroit. Obviously, Kansas City is rolling. Patrick Mahomes has leads in passer rating, and. He has 10 touchdowns and zero picks, and he's going to Detroit. How about this? This is Patrick Mahomes, I think, what, we in the fourth, you know, 17. This is his 21st career start. This is his first indoor game as a pro. He did not play a, a single game indoors in 2018. Today, he gets the, his first opportunity to play indoors. And if you think he's a show before outdoors, now he's playing indoors where the weather doesn't have a factor. So go ahead. <laughs> well, um, you know, Detroit, they played a tough game last week against the Eagles and beat us, but this is a completely different team they're going up against, and they're going to be going up against the Chiefs without Darius Slay, their top cornerback, which is uh, it isn't going to bode well for them. Um, Mahomes is having an, uh, another great season. This, this team in the second quarter, they keep exploding for huge, huge numbers. Um, I don't think they're going to have to wait to the second quarter, though, this week. I think they're going to come out firing, and they're going to put up a lot of points. 
and Detroit is going to have a tough time. Not even a tough time. They, they're not. They don't have a chance of keeping up with KC um, Stafford. He might have a nice game, but Kansas City's going to drop forty, and Detroit's not going to come close. So I'm going with the Chiefs here. Final score. Um, I'm going to say forty-two to twenty-four. I was just looking at at something that that just disturbed me. I, I just turned on the Fox pregame show and they just showed the two owners talking Chiefs and the and the Lions and the Lions are wearing their old school throwback jerseys without the logo on the helmet. They're pretty putrid when they pl- when they wear that when they play when they play at home with that with that jerseys. They're pretty putrid, so I don't like their chances either today. I think that. Right now, Patrick Mahomes is playing on a level that nobody else is playing on. And, you know, especially on the road, this is his third road game already this season. And he's been unbelievable away from 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 home. I mean, he played a decent game last week, but on the road, he's unbelievable. He is absolutely unbelievable. And, like I said, I agree with you. The Lions don't have, a, don't have much of a chance. I mean, they're unbeaten. Because they 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 were able to tie off the Arizona Cardinals and somehow they beat us. I don't know how they beat us. They they they, they got a once in a lifetime luckiness to beat the Eagles last week. But you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes if you can't get to him. You're not. You don't have a chance in hell. And that goes for any other defense in this league right now. So yeah, Kansas City's going to win big today. The Lions are nowhere close. I have them. I have the Chiefs winning in the final score, forty to twenty-two. Here's a surprise battle of the unbeatings in the AFC East. New England and their perfect defense, perfect defense, have given up zero. Has given up zero points offensively. Or actually, they've given up no touchdowns. Actually, they've given up a few points, but no touchdowns. The best defense in, in the NFL right now, historically good, even though they really haven't played anybody. This is a big, big matchup for the Buffalo Bills. This may be their biggest matchup in a very, very long time. Obviously, they're off to a solid start, 3-0 and start. And this is a big, big matchup. Buffalo, New England. Not saying that this will lead to something, but go ahead with this with your prediction. Yeah, like you said, this is a huge game for Buffalo, um, and they're, 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 this is a game against a team and a player in particular that they have had almost no success against, and that we're talking about Tom Brady. That is. Um, Brady's record as a starting quarterback against the Bills in his career is 30-3, and three, um, which is an NFL record for most wins against a single opponent. Um, he also has more wins in Buffalo since he entered the league than any Bills quarterback has. So, you know, the Bills haven't been able to beat him, and obviously they've been bad for pretty much all of Brady's tenure career. Um, and like you said, they've had an e- the, the, the Patriots have had an easy schedule to start the year. This is their first tough game. But 
the Patriots are current are the only the first team in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era to not allow a rushing or passing touchdown in, in their first three games. So their defense, like you said, has been really good against bad opponents. Um, but I do think the Bills are going to score some points. I think they're. Um, I think the the Patriots' streak of not allowing touchdowns is going to come to an end this week. But in the end, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be tight. But in the end, I see a, a late fourth quarter touchdown drive from from uh, Brady again, and it's going to lead the Patriots to a four and zero record. The Bills get their first loss. So, yeah, I'm going with the Patriots with a final score of twenty six twenty three. As as we were as you were previewing the game, I was just turning it on, watching their warm ups, and Julian Elman is going to play today. I saw him out there, so he will be playing in this game. Like I said, Brady has loved playing Buffalo more than any other team in his career since two thousand, since the year two thousand. And you brought this up with the Vikings and the Bears. They've only lost in Buffalo three times since 2000. And Brady has only lost there as a starter twice. He's only lost there as a starter twice in 2003 and 2011. Now, in 2011, these two teams faced off as unbeatens, and the Bills, even though Brady and Belichick outgained them in yards, the Bills found a way to make plays on defense, and they found a way to beat them at the end on a late field goal. Now, today should be interesting. This is the first true test for both teams, especially for Brady and Belichick since they haven't really played anybody of any success. And they're the first team since the merger to not allow a rushing or a passing touchdown in their first three weeks. That's pretty incredible. In this league that, you know, you t- you, you spend 18-hour days, nearly 20-hour days, getting getting your situations right for, the, for, a week, for a week matchup, for a Sunday matchup. But today will be different. Buffalo is a decent team. Josh Allen's a pretty good quarterback. He's got a good rushing attack with, uh, you know, I forgot the other guy's name. Frank Gordon, I forgot, forgot the other guy's name. But he's got some weapons on, on receivers. They got Chris Hogan. Actually, no, Chris Hogan's in Carolina. My bad. He used to be a Buffalo Bill. You got John Brown, who's an underrated receiver. And I think today... It's going to be a, a, a battle. It's going to be a battle. But both of defenses are really good. Buffalo is number six in the league in defense. Why, why, Brady, why Belichick's you know, Patriots are number one, obviously. So I think today is going to be a battle. It's going to be hard. To, points will be hard to find at times. It's not like Brady's getting better. He's getting older. You know, I don't think he's going to, you know, I don't, I, he's not the quarterback he used to be anymore. And we've seen it so many times. They'll run the ball. I think this is a game where both teams are going to do exactly what the other team's going to do. But I do agree with you. I think 
It does come down to a late battle. I think Brady and Belichick will be in control, but the Buffalo but Buffalo will find a way to get get back into this game. They'll get a turnover on Brady, which is hard to do obviously this season, but they will. And somehow Buffalo will tie it up, but Brady and Belichick will control it and they will they will get the late field goal to go to four and zero. But no shame for Buffalo. They if they're going to come out here, they're going to bust their ass today. They know how important this game is, and this shouldn't affect them in any way. They're a good enough team. Now in 2011, they only won three more games after they only won two more games after that. But this is a much better Buffalo team than that one was. They're going to be in the hunt. No shame. But New England does pull off the win. And the foul score, 27-24. All right. Normally we end this with the Eagles, but they played already, and we, you know, and we'll and we'll discuss their great win against Green Bay on Wednesday. We go to unfortunately Dallas, even though, yeah, the Cowboys three and zero, their first three and zero start in over a decade. The Saints, without Drew Brees, was very successful in Seattle last week. Both teams coming off big victories. Well, obviously Dallas played Miami, so that's like a bye, basically. But tonight, on Sunday night, two teams with big-time expectations. Obviously, the Saints, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for both teams. So go ahead. Yeah, well, Dallas, a lot like New England, they've um, started off the year with three really easy games um, between Washington, New York, and Miami. And um, this game was supposed to be their first real test, but without Breeze, it's not not really a they're not the, the Saints aren't really a, a, a legitimate playoff team without Breeze, even though they did play well last week. Um, so Dallas should have a not an easy game, but they really don't have any business losing this game. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's off to his best start of his career, actually. Um, he has 289 yards rushing in, in three games, which is the most he's had in his first three games of his career. And also Dak is having a big season so far with 920 yards passing and nine touchdowns. Um, likewise, New Orleans, they have the 30th-ranked pass defense. They're allowing 301 yards per game. So they've been horrible against the pass. So I'm looking for a, a pretty big game out of Dak again this week. And, um, and I think Zeke's going to close it out like he, like he should against this team. But yeah, I think Dak's gonna get off, gonna gonna get off to a big start, and then they're just gonna second half and just, they're gonna pound the rock. Um, New Orleans, the last time they've won a home game without Breeze was 2004 with Aaron Brooks at quarterback, and um, yeah, like I said, I think uh, I think that streak's gonna continue. I, I think they're gonna have a tough time on offense moving the ball. Dallas has a good defense. Um, I think Bridgewater is going to have a lot of pressure. I think Kamara isn't going to be completely shut down, but he's going to be held in check. And like I said, Dallas is going to have a big game on offense. 
So I think this is going to be a bad game to watch tonight it, for not just people who dislike Dallas, but just in general, it's not going to be a good game. But So I got Dallas winning it with a final score of, I'm going to say, 37-17. Yeah, you mentioned Aaron Brooks. I mean, he's actually an underrated quarterback of, 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 of his time. You know, He wasn't as terrible as people thought he was. He did a good job for the Saints when he was their quarterback. Yeah. One of them some tough games. I mean, wasn't great, but, you know, interesting. But you have, boy, you have Dallas winning big. Wow. Hmm. That doesn't make me feel good about my pick. <laughs> like I said, Dallas has had it easy the first three weeks. They played nobody. And it looks like you're going to uh, New Orleans and you're playing nobody again because there's no breeze in the lineup. But I'm not going to give up on, on, on the Saints here. I think that even though it doesn't look, they're not favorite, they shouldn't have a chance to win. They have maybe no business winning this matchup. They're going to show up tonight. This is at this is at home. Dallas normally struggles in this building. The last time Dallas won in New Orleans was in 2009. They don't play here very often, but you know, like I said, Cowboys and, and and Saints. You know, like I said, it's not it's not a sexy robbery historically, but it should be interesting because these two teams could meet again in January in a much more serious in much more serious matter. So, I think the Saints will play tough tonight. I do think the Saint. I, I do think the Saints will find a way to make this a very interesting matchup. Their defense, yeah, they're not good against the pass, but like I said, Russell Wilson, he struggled. He struggled against the last week. So you know, and Teddy Bridgewater obviously hasn't. You know, last week I kind of gave him praise for how good he played, but he was more, very pedestrian. You know. Obviously, they made a lot of plays on special teams and defensively, and that's what's going to take to slow down Dak and Zeke tonight. So, I think it's going to be a battle for a while, but sadly, Dallas will, unfortunately, Dallas will be one of two teams in the NFC that will be 4-0, and it makes me sick. Dallas finds a way to win. And the foul score, thirty to twenty. Yippee yay! Just we'll see what happens tonight. You know.